Good morning, River Oak. Thank you so much for joining us uh, today. For those of you who are joining us in the area, we pray that you are enjoying, safely enjoying the snow. Uh, it is beautiful and is such an awesome thing. I know my eight-year-old Tristan um, has had a blast in it all day, and so we pray that you are enjoying uh, the blessing of the snow. For those of you who are outside of the area, thank you um, for gathering with us wherever you may be. We do not think that it is random or by chance um, that God um, has uniquely uh, brought us together around his word this morning. I personally am so thankful to be back with you guys. Thank you for your prayers and your words of encouragement. Again, on behalf of my family, um, on behalf of Amber and Tristan and I, uh, we just thank you um, for the way that you have loved us through this season. For many of you, uh, you know that about 10 weeks ago, uh, I tore my Achilles and, and the surgery went well. The doctors have been amazing. The nurses have been amazing. Um, but I've had some nerve issues along the way. And so um, we believe that we have turned the corner with that. Um, and so I, again, I'm just so thankful for uh, your prayers uh, through this season. And I look forward to sharing more with you uh, in the days to come, but I'm so thankful to be back with you. And so if you've got a copy of God's word for just a short period of time today, I would love to just share some things that God has laid upon my heart. A very familiar passage of scripture, Proverbs chapter chapter 3, uh, verse 5 and 6. If you have a copy of God's Word, um, I want to begin reading in verse 5. The Bible says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not upon your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. Join with me as we go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we thank you that today, uniquely upon this live stream, that we can gather around your word. And Lord, we believe that, that your spirit, Lord, works beyond, uh, Lord, even the fact that we are separated today. And we believe, Lord, that you have uh, uniquely called us together, uh, Lord, for your honor and your glory. And so, Lord, may you speak to our hearts, um, Lord, through your word. And we thank you. Lord, for Jesus, who died upon a cross for our sins and who rose again. We thank you for a risen Savior on this day. May you lead us and guide us today. We pray it and we ask it in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen. And I do pray that everyone said, uh, amen. If you have a child who did not, um, I would encourage you to um, rebuke them at this time. Just kidding. Just kidding. Let's let's get into the word of God, you know, so many times I've shared this from from the stage of how, you know, the Lord will take me back, you know, especially during difficult seasons. I remember a pastor speaking of uh, the reminding ministry of the Holy Spirit, of how the Holy Spirit, I know for me, will take me back to certain seasons of life, you know, of times where the Lord worked in unique ways, or, or even take me back to certain passages and remind me of ways that he has used, you know, those passages in my life. And, and, and the same has been true through this season of how God has, you know, uniquely taken my mind back to different passages of Scripture. And Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is one that I know um, since, you know, my, the days of my youth of how the Lord has used, you know, the truth of this passage, you know, in my heart. And, and you know, so many times we talk about a God of promises, you know, that we serve a God of promises. And, and it's one thing to say, yeah, I believe that and I trust in God when everything is going well. But the question is this, right? When, when things take a turn that, that, that are not what we expected, like when, when our lives begin to look a way that we never intended, right? When we're, when we're dealing with circumstances that, you know, we could have never prepared for, right? Can God be trusted 
in those seasons? Can God be trusted when nothing makes sense? Like, can God be trusted when, when we can't even see what the next step is in the process? Can God be trusted when our heart is hurting? Can God be trusted when we're afraid? Can God be trusted when we don't know where tomorrow may lead? I look upon this passage of scripture and it speaks of, you know, the promises of God. However, what you find here in this promise is that this is a conditional promise. This is a promise where the Lord says, okay, you do your part and I'll do mine. And what we find here is really, you know, our part can be found in the verb where it says lean not and acknowledge and, and, and or where it says trust and lean not and acknowledge, right? Like that's our part. And then the Lord says, okay, you do your part, I'll do mine. And his can really be defined in one word. The word direct. Okay, you surrender, you lay your life down, I'll direct. That's really what you have here. And so let's walk through this passage of scripture. It's such a beautiful passage. Verse five says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. I love the Hebrew language. The Hebrew language so many times just paints a picture. And this word trust means to lie down. It means to stretch yourself out. It's this picture of someone, right, who's come home from a long day's work, right? And, and as they approach the bed, right, they're not testing the bed. They're not kicking the bed. They're not wondering whether or not the bed will hold them up. Absolutely not. They just throw themselves down upon the bed, right? They stretch themselves out upon the bed. Why? Because they trust the bed. They trust that that bed will hold. And so this, this word here, this word, trust the Lord with all your heart. It's this picture of just, Lord, I stretch out in the arms that will never fail. Right, we speak so much about a relationship, right? That that what we walk in is a relationship, that we're not practicing a religion. Hear what I'm saying? We're not practicing a religion, right? Religion, you know, sends people to hell. Religion killed Jesus, right? So we're not practicing a religion. We're walking in a relationship. And if you're walking in a relationship, just like any relationship, right? Whether it's a relationship with Jesus or a relationship with my wife, like what is foundational to any relationship is trust. Like, like without trust, you're going to have issues in any relationship, right? For the, the wife who says, well, I trust my husband 90% of the time. Well, there are issues there. And Pastor Dave can provide marriage counseling, right? No, but, but for the wife or for the husband who says, well, I trust my wife, right? I trust her with everything except the credit card, right? But there's issues there, right? And so there's counseling that can be provided, right? What's foundational in a relationship? Trust. And I think about a relationship with the Lord like so many times where I find myself worrying. What does that go back to? It goes back to my trust. Where I find myself anxious about, you know, how's this going to play out? Trust. And just like any relationship like that, trust has to be foundational. And when you think about it, right, this goes back to the attributes of God. Like, what do we know? What do we believe about God? Do we believe that he is a God who is all powerful? Do we believe that he is a God who is ever present? Do we believe in a God that, that is all knowing, right? Because if we believe in that God and his character and his goodness, right, then we understand that because of his character, it is impossible for him to fail us. That because of his character, it is impossible for him to deceive us. Therefore, the Bible says trust, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. But notice the next part of verse 5, and I'm so thankful for this line. And it says, and lean not upon your own understanding. I'm so thankful for that, right? Because so many times in our lives, we find ourselves in a place where it doesn't make sense. 
We find ourselves in a place where this was the picture of what we had, but it doesn't match the picture. Right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart, but lean not upon your own understanding. Right? I love that because so many times in our lives, right, that God does things that are beyond our understanding. God goes things that are beyond what we can match up in our minds. And when you go through and look at some of the greatest stories of faith in the Bible, it goes beyond the understanding of the individual. Now I think about Noah, right? I was talking about my pop-up books, right? When I was a kid, you know, those were the stories that stuck, right? You know, Noah, David and Goliath, Daniel and the lion's den, right? All three of those stories, like beautiful pop-up book stories, come back to trust, right? And what do you find? You find someone trusting when it makes no sense at all, right? Noah built a boat when it's never rained before. Lean not upon your own understanding. David fight a giant, yet without a sword, without a, a shield, without a breastplate of righteousness. Lean not upon your own understanding, yet just with a sling and some stones. Lean not upon your own understanding to be faithful, to, to, to trust that God will even shut the mouths of lions. Lean not upon your own understanding. I wonder what is it today that God is calling us, calling you to trust him in? Like, what is it today? Like, if I asked you right now to, I just, you know, just think of, of, of something right now in your life. Like, what is it today that God is calling you not to fix, but to trust him in and to lean not upon your own understanding? Notice the next part of this passage. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not upon your own understanding. But look at this next part. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Now, it's interesting here in the Hebrew language, you know, we'll place, you know, an emphasis, whether on the front of the sentence or the back of the sentence. And what's interesting about this is the emphasis is not on the word acknowledge. The emphasis is on the word all. And so what do you find here? You find, you know, this conditional promise, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not upon your own understanding in all, emphasis all, in all your ways. Acknowledge him. And it's interesting, right? Because the word acknowledge means to recognize, to see. And so here's the picture, right? Here's the command, right? In all areas of our lives, Jesus should be seen, right? In all areas of our lives, in all ways, acknowledge him. In all areas, recognize him. In our work life, right? Not just on Sunday morning. Right, not just when we're putting our best foot forward, you know, not just when we're really watching, you know, our our P's and Q's. Right, no, no. What about our work life, our social life? Like, can it be said that Christ is seen there? You know, in our home life, you know, can it be said in all our ways? Acknowledge Him, and then you come to God's part. Look at verse six. If you would, the last part, trust in the Lord with all your heart, stretch out, lean not upon your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him. And then the Bible says this, and he shall direct your paths. I love this. 
Yeah, I gotta be careful because I'm getting a little bit wound up here, but the word direct means to cut a highway. It means to clean a pathway. It means to make a way. And so here's the promise, my part, trust, lean not upon my own understandings, acknowledge him in all areas of my life. And then the promise is this, God says, you do your part and I will cut a highway. I will clean a pathway. I will make a way. I will move mountains in order for my will to be accomplished. What a beautiful promise that cannot be broken. However, here's the kicker. It's in his timing. And I don't know about you, but that can be something that I struggle with. Okay, I've done my part, Lord. I've trusted you. I've done my part, Lord, right? I'm, I'm, I'm fighting those thoughts and I'm pushing away me trying to figure it out, right? I'm leaning not upon my own understanding. Lord, I've done my part, right? In all ways, right? I'm trying to acknowledge you, right? I, I want you to be seen in area, every area of my life. But Lord, now I'm waiting on for you to direct my path. Now I'm waiting on you to make a way. Now I'm waiting on you to cut a pathway. And the question is this, can I stay faithful? In a time of waiting. You know, I've heard it said before, and I believe it's so true, right? Waiting time. It's never wasted time. And so I wonder today, even where you're sitting, like, maybe there's a place where God has just said, not yet. Not yet. You know, maybe you're waiting on him to deliver you from something, and he's saying, not yet. Not yet. You know, maybe you're waiting on, on a relationship to be restored or renewed or... I wonder how many of us in that place, rather than leaning not upon our own understanding, make our own way, cut our own pathway, clear our own direction. As you go through and you study God's words, you see that some of the greatest acts of God have been when the person involved has surrendered fully and said, God, I trust you in this season, and I trust you in your timing. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not upon your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. I always go back to Galatians 2.20 because I believe that that is really, you know, the posture of what God has called us to, that really, if there's one verse that, that truly defines what it means to be a follower of Christ, is Galatians 2.20 that says this, I have been crucified with Christ, and in these three words, it is no longer I, no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live how? by faith. I'm saved by faith, but now I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Where today is God calling you to faith? If you're here today and you've never surrendered your heart, I can tell you right now, he's calling you to saving faith. He's calling you to a place where you turn from your sins and the things that you know are against him and by faith, you call upon the one who died for you, and that's Jesus. That you don't practice a religion, but that you enter into a new relationship. And you simply cry out, Lord Jesus, I need you. I ask you to save me. I ask you to be the king of my life. And I invite you to lead me, to guide me. I wonder how many people today who know the Lord, 
But as you're listening to this passage, God has brought something to mind that he's calling you to faith. You know him, you have a relationship with him, but he's calling you to faith today in this area or in this circumstance. Waiting time is never wasted time. And I'm thankful to know that we serve a God who is sovereign. I'm thankful to know that we serve a God who is in control, whether we can see it or not, that when our lives seem out of control, we serve a God who is in control. May God bless you today. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next Sunday morning.